Okay. Yeah. Are you OCD? Apparently. Nah, it's a, now you're an Elliot Taylor territory. I have OCD. I didn't know you. Well, yeah, yeah I did. I, I totally knew you had OCD. It's pretty apparent. Yeah. I, everybody, like, I always thought, because everybody's like, oh, he's got OCD because I just, like, like things a certain way. And then, like, at 25 in my life, it was, like, kind of, like, spiraling out. One of the several times it was. Then, like, a doctor is like, yeah, you got OCD. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. he's like do you do this 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 and this and this i'm like yeah he's like you're crazy <laughs> i mean i have a thing where i flush the toilet a lot i've been an hour late for work because i had to drive back home to make sure all the doors were locked and an oven was turned off oh i hate that you don't have any idea how many times i've called my mom or dad to go check on the house i live with my parents I used to call them all the time and i called ashley i was like it's the back door lock there's the oven off <laughs> we haven't used the oven in three months and then you just check it Okay, it was on, but yeah, like, like I made bagel bites <laughs> Thursday. It's like it's fucking Tuesday. <laughs> well, just check it. I just have rituals. That's yeah. like, yeah, it's full blown. I I have to take a shower at any time. I'm like changing situations. Like in the morning, I have to take a shower to get dressed. And like, let's say I went to work, and when I got home, I have to take a shower to change into my stay-at-home clothes. If I'm in my stay-at-home clothes and we decide we're going to the grocery store or something, I have to take a quick shower and then change into my other like going outside clothes. I actually gets pissed because I never, ever, ever, ever take off my shoes unless it's to take a shower and get immediately into bed. I mean. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cult of Horror. This is your weekly podcast about horror movies. And my name is Hunter. You got Eric over here or Catfish. Yo. You got Dad or Elliot, who is just barely here. What does that mean? It means put in the work, dog. I bitch, I carry this shit. This, this is pretty much, this is Elliot and the Cult of Whore. <laughs> Produced by Hunter. So, what's been, what's been going on, guys, in the last week? I, I had a job interview. Oh, that's right. Hopefully, by the time this podcast comes out, I'll have a job again. That'd be nice. Yeah. That'd be delicious. I think this is going to be premiering actually on fucking Thanksgiving, so... God. Y'all doing anything for Thanksgiving? We are not. We're not doing... We're just that. Oh, I, I personally hate Thanksgiving anyways. I do too. Because it's the whitest, blandest, grossest food. Fuck but, you. Uh, it's literally the only fucking holiday I celebrate. I hate it. I'm... I, I'm I had a childhood being the kid that like went hungry on Thanksgiving, just eating rolls and like celery sticks. But uh, why? Because I hate Thanksgiving food. But uh, yeah, it's you not like the turkey best. and ham. No, I, I don't even. I mean, eat rarely had ham. Turkey's just driest fucking bird you can get. Like, Elliot's right. Even when I did eat meat, like, why do we eat this food? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. I love turkey. I, turkey's so fucking dry. Unless you load it up with gravy, and then you're just fucking tasting just gravy. Yeah, y'all like cooking it right. Every turkey I've ever had has been dog shit. I had one good turkey, and that was because it was like the deep fried or whatever. Yeah. The thing where the people like set their houses on fire. <laughs> like that one. Yeah. That was good. That was a good turkey, rather. Not worth it. I actually said that we didn't have to celebrate this year. So I was like, yes. I like sugar yeah. hands and then like, no take backsies. My sister's coming in from out of town, and it's like pissing me off. It's like, motherfucker, how are you going to come visit my parents? 
you live in California, and it's like you're like living in one of the biggest hot spots to come stay at another hot spot. Yeah, the audacity. My parents get sick. I'm going to kill you. I'm just going to say it right now on air. Dibs on book rights. <laughs> but I mean, I agree with you. And then my, my aunt's thinking about coming down, and I'm like, if you get my dad's, because she's like one of those, like, oh, I don't believe it. But it's not real. My sister works in the medical field. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then, like, if anybody would have it, I mean, I would think it'd be her. She's highly exposed. Exactly. And then you're going to fly out of here in a crowded ass airplane. Hey, 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 if COVID takes away our right to get our family members sick and possibly die in the holidays, then the terrorists have really won. <laughs> so I'm trying to not celebrate because my parents are like, you know, I mean, that, my parents haven't seen me in forever. Like they're, they're trying, they're kind of hounding me on it. And they're like, you know, Hey, like you need to come over and, and like, we'll do a socially distanced, like backyard deal. And then, you know, they're like, we already got Turkey. And I'm like, first off, I'm vegan. I've been vegan for four years now. So one of these days it's going to click, but your mom just serves you that plate with the tears in her eyes. There you go, Hunter. Dude, she just straight up forgets. And my dad has to remind her like, he, he, he's gay. Move on. <laughs> yeah, like, Denise, leave him alone. He's gay. <laughs> Right? Is that what it is? That's how they call it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that's the old white thing. I, don't know. I know it's different, but like as a diabetic, I can kind of relate. It is similar though, because like with Kinsey as well, it's like the same kind of deal. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, probably shouldn't. Yeah, like uh, at my old job, like when we work Saturdays, it would bring us food so that we didn't have to leave basically to trap us on site. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was always some fucked up shit I couldn't eat. Like, are you fucking serious? Oh, for lunch today, we're going to have lasagna covered in sugar. <laughs> wait, wait, what? It's like, oh, and don't worry about breakfast, because when you come in, there's going to be a shit ton of sugar glazed donuts for you. <laughs> we also dip them in bacon fat. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. Um, yeah, that's that's accurate. So, yeah, Thanksgiving, meh. But fuck you. I love it. So like Thanksgiving, well, my mom like goes all out. She makes every side dish she can make. And we usually have ham, turkey, and then she'll make like tamales or some other like Mexican dish so that we, you know, we have a taste of everything. Mm -hmm. And then Maria and I kind of started that tradition because we used to work at Best Buy together. And like, remember how we always had to work on Thanksgiving? Yes, I do. So we would always have our own Thanksgiving, just her and I, the weekend after or something. So we, her and I are like, you know, bought a bunch of stuff to make and we got like the smallest turkey that ever lived. <laughs> and we're going to have our own Thanksgiving, just her and I. Well, that's sweet. It's going to be romantical. It honestly is. So yeah. good job. Good work. We're going to watch paranormal activity movies. <laughs> that's a very Thanksgiving uh, marathon. We got together because of that movie. Oh, yeah, because, like, y'all went to see the movie, and then, like, she was like, I'm scared. Yeah, our first date was to go see uh, the first Paranormal Activity movie. Oh, wow. And we went and saw, like, the Midnight Showing. I love that movie so much. I like it. I'm a fan. In other news, I've gotten really big into the Satanic Temple. <laughs> oh, really? So now you're a Satanist now? Like, I don't believe in organized religion on either end of the spectrum, so I can't really, like, enjoy it. Do you believe in being like fun and theatrical? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the satanic temple is more like a is really just atheist right yeah, they're atheists yeah. that are trolling catholics and christians and i'm like i'm about this life and they're like they're all about like feminism and and like educating children and like well, science and stuff like you that. lost me i don't believe <laughs> in educating children 
if we educate them, they will come back come more stronger <laughs> and powerful than us, and they will take us down. Yeah. I'm not going to join, but I'm totally going to buy a, a bunch of their merch here pretty soon, just because it's cool. Yeah, it's pretty tight. I've been listening to The Secret. I went to a gathering of theirs in California once. Gathering the Juggalos? Oh, so the Satanic Temple. Okay. It was just like a meeting, but it was part of my school project. Okay. <laughs> With your religious studies project? Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing was to like, they assigned us like meetings to go to and like church meetings and stuff like that. Really, it was just, we all met up at this like fucking coffee shop. <laughs> I bet you and we just, did. you know, talked about the glory of Satan. That is, oh my fucking god! Okay, there's a the documentary on YouTube, the like the Hail Satan. It's about like Arkansas, like doing that, the Ten Commandments in front of the courthouse or whatever. And then people are protesting because of church, church and state. So the Satanic Temple of Salem did got that Baphomet statue made. They was trying to lobby to get that put in front of there. Yeah, is what the whole thing was. And I fucking hate me some fucking Christians. So. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot's militant. Yeah, I, I, I got me heated. And then so I was like, oh, man. And then because I, I looked at the like Church of Satan, the like, you know, Anton LaVey yeah. to see if they had like any good merch and like they don't sell merch at all. And then I was watching this. And I was like, oh, what if they got some fucking merch. And then like there's a scene in the documentary. It's like, this is where we're going to have the merch. And I was like on the website. And I was like, oh, this is tight. Yeah, for sure. You got goat heads, you got fucking witches. Yeah, I mean, the the whole thing that I got from it was it seemed more political than religious, really. It is 100% just just political. political (laughs) He's like, we don't believe, they're just like, we don't believe in God or Satan. They're like, so why are you, what? And then everybody just get mad. They're a hate group. I mean, kind of, if you really think like, yeah, we hate Christians, I don't know, but to join it, it depends on how much of a troll you are deep down. If you actually join it. Like, if you literally thrive on being a troll, then that's when you actually join it. But otherwise, you just sit and just appreciate the uh, the concept. Yeah, I appreciate it. I can't join because I think any organized religion of any sort is... But it's meta. Uh, yeah, it's meta, but I think it's still like, it, it's it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I mean, it's 100% ridiculous. It's absurdist. Yeah. We're a religious organization against religious organizations. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm also the guy who wouldn't like, I think the PTAs horrible like it's, the pta yeah the PTA like, is a cult. Like, in fact that's our direct opposition with cult of horror like our cult is actually in at war with the pta i'll, I'll do that at war with the pta at war with the, that's a punk song right there it's a that's a that's a night witch song right there <laughs> well if, if night witch continues to be a christian metal band then they'd support Night, night, which is a, is is a reformed Christian. Like <laughs> so when I was posting that uh the the night witch uh, title card for the last episode, and I was going through like striper songs. Yeah, and I've I've never like sat down and listened to striper. Striper had yeah, but they had some the most bullshit. Like it was exactly what I was making fun of. Oh, 100%. Then, like, uh, no, I was thinking of Striper the entire time that we were talking about Night Witch, like, as far as, like, the look and, and, and feel of it, but I could not remember the name. Striper is bad. Striper is like, mm, like, just give it up to Jesus! You know what it, Night Ranger was the one that was, like, a legit band at first, and then they became Christian, right? I don't know. I've never heard of them. I've heard of them. I've never, I never knew them to be associated with the Lord. Christian or not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it sounds like 80s metal. 
I hate metal to begin with. So I'm yeah, he's biased. I, I don't know. I don't you don't know. remember them from uh, Whip It? I thought that was Striper. That was Striper. That uh, was Striper? Yeah. Mom has the Striper t-shirt that she steals, and then she gives it to the dude. Your Striper t-shirt. And it's like, it's the coolest thing that you own. Yeah. And she's like, that you know of. Yeah. <laughs> I know all about Whip I know Whip It, whip it in and out. Yeah. You don't talk to me about Whip It. He used to beat it to Whip It. Still do. <laughs> he's spanking it. The high five. Oh shit. We've been getting a lot of a lot of fun feedback for the last episode. Yeah, I've got a few uh friends that messaged me calling me Sculler. <laughs> Sculler and Moldy. <laughs> I'm, we're making that shirt. I don't even give a shit. Like Elliot draw them up. Sculler and Moldy. <laughs> what just a dude that has his skull exposed? The lady that's all <laughs> Yes. Moldy. Literally, yes. Sculler oh, and Moldy is like one of my favorite things. <laughs> But yeah, so so we've gotten uh, some good feedback on that. Uh, thank y'all for for the feedback. Hey, you motherfuckers, got any news? News slash paranormal activity sucks. Um, <laughs> fuck you! I just bought the DVD set. Good. That's cool because everything's in blue right now. Oh man. <laughs> that that yeah, I just dated myself because it is a Blu-ray set and I called it DVD. I do this shit all the time. It's it's like it's like in Texas where you're like, you you guys want a Coke or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have the Coke. Coke. Well, what do you want? You want Pepsi, Dr. Pepper, Coca-Cola? What you want? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, like if you're born at a certain time, it's like, I'm gonna probably go get that DVD. And then you come back with a Blu-ray, say, Hey, I got the DVD, you guys wanna watch it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a Blu-ray, grandpa. I was like, fuck you. Really quick side note I have to throw in here because it makes me laugh. My poor mother. So she has a big collection of DVDs and we got to talking about a movie and she's like, oh, I wish I could watch that DVD. She's like, I got all these DVDs sitting here and I can't even watch them. And I'm like, why can't you watch them? Because I don't have a DVD player. I was like, mom, you've got a Blu-ray player. Yeah, but it only plays Blu-rays, right? Uh, Mom, the Blu-ray player plays DVDs. No, it doesn't. Oh my God, bless her heart. <laughs> and she's just like, son of a bitch. All these years. <laughs> she was like all mad at me and shit because I like took away her DVD player and bought her a Blu-ray player. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck do you buy me this shit for? I can't yeah, even like backhanded. Movies. What a backhanded gift, that son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. She's been flashing your time. <laughs> <laughs> Everything bad that's happened in your life, that's a good horror movie right there. That's a good thriller. You bought your mom a bad gift, and so she's just like, every bad thing that's happening... It's it's her, and she's just outside your window, just like glaring. Hey, mom, did you see anybody like egg our house last night? Like Maria and my car were just covering our eggs. She's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know who did that. <laughs> it was me, you son of a bitch. You took one. <laughs> my parents have like fucking China case full of like a VHS yeah. that they're just sitting there right. If you if like Twister store by VHS, my parents have that too. That's like the only, actually, the only VHS that they still own. Twister. Yeah. <laughs> My mom's got like every religious VHS ever made. Oh, God. Every one of them? Every one of them, I think. <laughs> I mean, I haven't checked, but I'm sure. She's very committed. Okay, there, guys. Welcome to news. See you here. First off, Jordan Peele is set to produce Universal's remake of The People Under the Stairs. I know. Eric Maybe make it good. That. I love that movie, but I'm kind of like tired of Jordan Peele. All right, well, he's only made two movies, but okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, well. I don't know. It's like they throw him in my face too often. Well, he's so successful. It's like the movie by the guy who once had dinner with Jordan Peele. 
Okay, all right, that's fair. That is, that is fair. <laughs> well, then you're really going to hate this. Jordan Peele <laughs> is now teasing his third film, also from Universal, and they're hyping it up as to be the scariest one so far. Scarier than Get Out and scarier than Us, which I don't think is too hard to do since I don't think either of those were Yeah, neither scary. one of those were scary. They were very fucking good, but not scary. I, find, I but, found them scary. I found them very unnerving, especially Us. Yeah, well, you like uh, us more than anybody should like us. Get, I think Get Out was more unnerving than anything for me. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, just the imagery in us was, like, really... Yeah, yeah but Get Out was, like, plausible. I don't like plausible movies. <laughs> 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 but I do love Get Out. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. All right, we got some TV news. Ginger Snaps is in development for a TV series. I'm, I'm down about it. Better have a good werewolf. That's all I got to say. Ginger Snaps didn't have yes, a Yes, they werewolf, did. So why would the TV show? Like, Ginger Snaps sucks. You, like, you, if, you like ginger, if you like Ginger Snaps, you, you can go sit in the Nightbreed car while I never talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun movie. Fuck you. It wasn't great, but it was fun. How many? Didn't they have, like, three of them eventually? Yeah, yeah. but only the first one was good to me. But uh, <laughs> And it was all carried by... Uh, What's her name's dialogue? Uh, yeah, American American Mary. Yeah, American Mary's Sorry. dialogue. Yeah, we call her Jason X in this house. Oh okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no, she's a was it uh, Freddy versus Jason? There you go. Yeah, using that one. Also in TV news, Norman Reedus is. That's the one else who can just not do anything anymore. Yeah, he's uh, in association with uh, Shout Studios. Is set to produce a Sorority House Massacre TV series. Son of a bitch. Which I, I don't know how you're going to get multi-episodes out of that storyline. killing an episode. Yeah, but come, it was like, it's like twenty. It's like the 24 of a horror. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. It, would it be like an anthology thing where every episode is like a new location with a sorority house killing? It's probably going to be like a Scream type TV show and like Scream Queens and something like that where it's just like a slasher. really long. Yeah, like Slasher, where it's just like the sorority house is getting killed off so slowly and nobody can figure yeah. it out because- i think studios are very surprised at how well received slasher has been and getting even bigger i think they're trying to jump on that train which like some of the seasons of slasher weren't like fucking magical you know a couple of them were really fucking good but just the whole it was just so well done yeah and i kind of feel like we're getting a wave of like where companies are again dumping money into horror like, I think we're about to get a big old wave of content here in the next couple of years. Well, with the ending of Supernatural, that leaves a big audience without something to watch. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you're right. I think, like, it's, like, popping off as far as, like, horror on TV. Also on TV, uh, well, not so much on TV, but Creepshow is getting a holiday special December 18th on Shudder. It's a two-parter directed by uh, Greg Nicotero that was originally supposed to be part of the future Creep Show season two, but it's obviously been postponed due to COVID. But now it's going to be a holiday special, hmm. December eighteenth. So that will probably be. Anyways, mm-hmm. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> this is a very uh, Eric-centric news because Paranormal Activity new movie is slated to be released March fourth, two thousand twenty-two. With Christopher Landon working on the script, and they have a director chosen, is how they're teasing that. But the new Paranormal Activity movie, March 4th, 2022. What number is that? My birthday is March 7th, so that's a perfect birthday gift. Dude, all these 2022 movies, I just, I just, like, don't even tell me. 
Yeah, right. I'm going to forget. <laughs> number one. Well, number one, I'm going to forget. Number two, fuck you for telling me. And it's coming out in 2022. Don't hype it up. It's going to be a fucking decade away. <laughs> well, That's everybody's that. already like has 2021 like as a wash. I don't I don't. I, God, I fucking hope it's not going to be like 2020. Jesus Christ. Um, also, Insidious Part 5 news. Yes. Apparently, Patrick Wilson is set to direct. What? Yeah, Patrick Wilson is going to direct and star in Insidious Part 5. Which is- Isn't he a first-time director? I believe so. Don't believe so. Well, that's going to be out also <laughs> in 2022. And Fuck you. Patrick Wilson, I think so. there's going to be like the, the earlier Insidiouses kind of going back to the roots because that's what they have to do once they run out of steam. Also releasing in 2020, 2022. What? <laughs> Scream announced this week that they have finally wrapped shooting the new Scream movie with Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox and whoever else is in that movie. Reprising their roles has wrapped filming this week and they're announced the title and it's going to be called Scream. Yep. Super original, kind of like Halloween, kind of like all that shit where it's, Several years later, so they can just re-release the movie under the same fucking name. And that is to be released January 14th, 2022. Fuck you. And that's exactly when you want to see a horror movie is in January. Yeah, that tells me right there that they know it's not good. Nobody puts a movie out in January and thinks, okay, this is going to be a fucking hit. Or unless they think it's going to be a hit and they're predicting that January 2022 is the soonest they can do it and thinking theaters are going to just now be opening and they're going to get that box office money. Speaking of box office money, apparently Freaky, the uh, Vince Vaughn slasher comedy was like number one. Yeah, pulling in 3.5 million or something like that. That's fucking sad. That's so sad. I read something the other day that said like they were number one and then it was like followed by Ghostbusters and Hocus Pocus. It's the Halloween season. Oh, for the Halloween's. Okay, that makes sense. And finally in news, more fucking Mindhunter news. Apparently David Fincher is not done with Mindhunter. Thank God. Even though we already covered the fact that it's a bitch to produce, is a money suck, and he's too busy and too bored with it. But he has now announced that he hopes the indefinite hiatus, which was announced earlier, will reinvigorate his passion and he'll be reinterested again soon eventually didn't he just like sign some fucking contract to work exclusive for netflix or something oh no that would be horrible for me to do david fincher signs exclusive four-year deal with netflix oh yeah that's right that's the one i heard yeah that's sad poor fincher <laughs> fincher's gonna turn into tim burton where like his he already good. is i mean what he makes one movie every 10 years yeah. He's like the tool of fucking yeah. movies. Yeah, so he just got addicted to CGI like Tim Burton. <laughs> but yeah, David Fincher hopes to come back to it once he gives you shit again, basically. <laughs> thing. But he fuck. did. Yeah, it, to be honest. Yeah. What it is. But he did release yeah. a statement where he hopes that in Mindhunter that they can get the storyline to the point where they wrap up the BTK subplot and they arrest BTK. Yes. Is what he wants to eventually have in the next Mindhunter is BTK getting arrested. He's going to have to cover like 20 fucking years. Yeah, this was like BTK got arrested February 2005. If anybody knows their fucking, you know, true crime history. So that's a big gap that David Fincher is going to have to cover 
and well, uh, I guess we'll see how that goes with and costume what changes. Does. You can accomplish all that with costume changes. That's what I learned. You show the guy in 1975, and then you show the guy in 2005, older, you know, more modern, and then you just April 3rd, 1985, April 3rd. 2015 fucking a 2005 period piece would be way cheaper than going through the 70s yeah i mean all you got to do is go to the midwest they're still in 2005 i think (laughs) got them god damn well that's it for news well actually i got i got one i got one i got one you go first Uh, mine is really mine is speculation but there's a rumor going around that uh tim burton trying to make beetlejuice 2 with johnny depp oh i heard that yeah been a rumor for like four years yeah but it's like materializing yeah now that johnny depp is being blacklisted or whatever yeah Sad. His, his friends trying to get him some work yeah i know i had i had a little bit of news this is y'all are gonna get a little a little mad because it's gonna be some fucking bullshit news that's not even horror okay go on i'm already mad you're you're not you're not wrong and, you're, and you're, your feelings are valid new avengers universe is gonna have ghost right i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to bring up the crossover Power Rangers and Nightmare on Elm Street comic, but I won't. So the other news article that I have is the island of Dr. Moreau has a series in development at Gunpowder and Sky's Dust. Is that a riddle? Did you just say a riddle? Like, <laughs> did I solve? Did you have to decode what you just said? Is that the little message to your commie spies no, in America? Yeah. We're all like, Gunpowder like Dust under gun the powder. carpet. Flower Bloom, Rockaway Beach. Cat Dander. Cat Dander. <laughs> so Dust, the sci-fi label of Gunpowder and Sky, is developing a series based on H.G. Wells' The Island of Dr. Moreau. Titled just Moreau, the series will move the action of the novel to a modern setting and will be written by X-Men first class scribe Zach Stanz. The show will focus on Dr. Jessica Moreau a scientist whose work catches the attention of a billionaire willing to stop at nothing to advance human evolution. I'm out. I am curious. So this novel has been adapted so many times, uh, but this will be the first time anyone has attempted to turn it into a long form series. So that's, I'm tired of watching things where there's like sexy, half human, half animal things. And they're like, there's like a love affair with these like creations. It's awkward and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Like, didn't they do that in the other like Dr. Moreau movies? I mean, I'm sure in one of them, at least maybe two, four, 75 of them. Yeah. In a little bit of breaking news, actually. This just in. Yeah, this just in. Robert England is already cast in the newest season of Stranger Things. Crazy, right? So that's going to be kind of interesting to see. I'm glad he's still getting work, you know? Oh, and then also the fifth Predator film is coming. Yay. From 10 Cloverfield Lane director. So that might, I mean, hey. Maybe. The last one was one of the worst things I've ever seen. And I'm a fan of the Tremors movies, so. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it for news. Hey, you motherfuckers like escaping new. <laughs> I like how he's, he's, he's just like. <sighs> Do it again. Do it again. Hey, do you motherfuckers like Escape from New York? Do you want to see Escape from New York in Korea with zombies? You know what? I think I might.
<laughs> but let's make sure though. Let's see. Let's let's dive in and see. So this week we are covering the widely talked about in all throughout 2020 sequel to the hit Train to Busan from 2016, Peninsula. I want to hear Elliot say it. Peninsula. Peninsula. <laughs> Trying to boost on to Peninsula. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was worth it. That was worth it. That's good. Oh, I agree. Say uh, Lucio Fulci. Lucio Fulci. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm being mocked. <laughs> you're being adored. That's what's happening right now. Yeah, you're adorable. Luchi Fulchis. Uh, you, you got a plot? Hey, everybody, come on. Everybody got to jump on my dingo. Peninsula takes place four years after the zombie outbreak from Train to Busan. Korean Peninsula is devastated, and Jung Suk, a former soldier, has managed to escape overseas, is given a mission to go back and unexpectedly meet survivors. So this fucking guy, right? Yeah. He was like uh, in the middle of the zombie apocalypse in South Korea. He was like a soldier and stuff. And he escaped. I was able to get out and like bad stuff happened to him. But then like four years later, he has to go back in to help his brother-in-law like get some money. Because like he got involved with like bad guys. Mm -hmm. Like the bad guys are going to help him like get in and get the money and then like get out. Like it's real easy. Like, because if they go at night, the zombies have really bad eyesight. So they just got to be like quiet and like get the money and come back. And like, they got like a telephone and stuff. And they just like call them, be like, hey, I got the money, you know, take me back to Hong Kong. Um, And then like hijinks and stuff. There we go. <laughs> That's pretty much it, though. So this movie, just right off the bat, an action movie. It's 100% an action movie. It's not a it's not a horror movie. It's kind of akin to The Walking Dead almost because The Walking Dead is barely about zombies, really. Like if you replace the main guy with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and replace the zombies with some third world army. It would be an 80s movie. Exactly. Well, like it's kind of like Walking Dead because the zombies are kind of fucking just secondary. It's all about like this man yeah, versus man. Device. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chronological. Yeah, linear fashion here instead of just jumping to... All right, so Junsuk is surviving this train to Busan zombie outbreak. Starts out with him driving down the road. Got his... Was it a nephew? Is it a boy? It's a nephew. Sister's nephew, her husband driving down the road, and the outbreak is like full effect. They come across these people on the side of the road. It's lady and her baby. They need help. And Jun Suk's like, I don't trust that shit. It's probably a fucking trap or some fucking they're infected. <laughs> this dude's like, let us in. And he's got blood. He's like, nah, you've been bit, dude. And then they, they <laughs> just drive off. Fuck those fuckers. They ain't out about us. We can't we can't risk our family and these infected. So they get on this fucking boat. And but also, the boat. they're playing hardball with that baby, dude. That was some tear jerking shit at the very beginning, like right off the bat. That made me think that it was going to be very similar to Train to Busan because I'm like, oh shit, I'm feeling shit. Oh, it's a baby. You got to help the baby. Like, just take yeah. the fucking baby. Just take the fucking no. baby. Nah. nah. I'm sick of people trying to fucking use babies like his house and fucking Train to Busan. People using babies as leverage. I mean, it's 2020. We don't care about babies as much anymore. Nope. That is also true. Don't. Yeah. If I want to go to fucking Applebee's, fuck your baby. It's, it's going to die. We're all going to die. Everybody's going to die. Like, that's just how it is. It's 2020. It's Trump's America. <laughs> we don't give a fuck about babies, state. So, yeah, like, that's they get. 
Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I get to this boat and trying to and last one off this peninsula or whatever, and so they're just trying to keep safe. It's run by Americans, which I thought was kind of hilarious because Americans are just treating everybody like shit. Yeah, dude. And it's just like shut the fuck up. He's like, I'm military too. Yeah, I'm fucking military that led zombies. You know? Just, <laughs> yeah, like like yeah. that was the fucking attitude for sure. Yeah, fucking the shitty America is like, well, that's on point. This movie's okay. <laughs> 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 and it kind of like follows through along with that later on with the with the um, the mob guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And this was is also kind of crazy because they spoke English, so it's like this movie's in Korean, so it's subtitled. But then they're speaking English and it's subtitled in Korean. Yeah, it really pissed me off, and I hated that. I mean, I well, mean, that, that was because cool. they were in Hong Kong when they were speaking English. They say, well, do they speak a lot of English in Hong Kong. Well, yeah, it was, you know, property of the British for a billion years. But well, they, not only that, I mean, they speak, I don't know if it's Mandarin or, 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 Cantonese. or Cantonese. Yeah, but like English would be the only language they have in common. Yeah, that's their only common language between the two. So they had to speak in English, wow. which made which which what is the things I liked about that? And I was like, OK, that makes sense. OK, you thought that out instead of like everybody all of a sudden speaks Korean. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was like, that was smart with the whole, like, cause like even like cause the soldiers on the boat, they spoke English and he was having to like communicate, you know, kind of broken English back to them, which, you know, makes sense. And then same thing in like Hong Kong, like they don't have a common language other than like, uh, you know, speaking English. Anyway, it's on this boat and it's like, okay. You just fixed a, ba- a negative thing on the movie yeah, for me. So that, that's, yeah, that worked. That, it's probably, that's where it ends. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. That's where all positivity ends. So basically, there's this like refugees in the cargo hold. They're all just kind of like in these like different rooms. The room that he leaves his nephew and sister in. There happens to be like an infected guy and blah, blah, blah. He turns into a zombie. There's this outbreak. They all fucking die. So it's just June Suk and his brother-in-law in this like horrible, sappy hug, embrace of pain. And why? And, and which would be a kind of theme in this movie of really sappy things that go on too long. Now, and- I will say that zombie did a pretty sweet one-handed backflip at the very beginning, just in the background. That was pretty tight. Right? It's like all of a sudden they have fucking parkour zombies. Dude, straight up. This guy was just like like keeled over about to die and then he just does a one-handed backflip and he's just like, it's done, dude. Like, let's, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, it's something I did not care for. If, if you need like... Ballroom Blitz plays in the background. Like, how know? did this guy get sick? Number one, how did he make it all the way on this thing? If he, like, if you get bit, don't they like turn like pretty fucking quickly? Yes. They do it like very, very quickly. Not so this convenient. guy went through the whole <laughs> process of boarding this fucking giant ass ship and hiding a bite and just holding it in and then he's like making noises yeah yeah and he's just wah, 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 and everybody's just minding their own business <laughs> that, yeah. i mean like well, you, you got a point yeah well that's what's you know at the root of this movie it's a stupid movie but uh yeah it, like if you need like crouching tiger hidden dragon like wire work for your zombies you're doing it wrong that's my feeling on on, on things well that's your opinion Anywho, cut to like four years later, they're in Hong Kong. You know, they're kind of living in poverty because they're not, you know, like Hong Kong citizens or these refugees. They can't really get jobs. They can't really make money. Jun Suk's living in like a closet, basically. His brother, you know, is dealing with like some CD mafia people. There's this like American like mob guy who comes up with the idea of they, you know, they sit a team into Korea and like, what is it like the Inchin city of Inchin or whatever? Because all the stuff is still there. So like money and things are still there. It's just, you know, you could send people in there willing and they could rob this place, bring it back to Hong Kong. You got fucking free money. So they've been sending people in there to get goods and money and fucking valuables and shit like that. So 
they sent some people in there to get this truck full of how many millions? Two million? I think it was like million? 20. Yeah, because they all walk away with like two billion a piece or some shit. Yeah. yeah. They hire this ragtag group of Junsuk, the soldier, his brother, the whiner, this old lady who can drive, and then this guy who's <laughs> this old lady. Like that that's like the, it's, that's, it's that's like the worst group you could ever get. Yeah. It is. It is so it's a bad group. Like where did they anyway? Yeah, it's it's very very stupid. It's like we had this other group of SWAT members who went in and they died, but I think you guys can do it. Yeah, yeah. what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> but but I mean uh, to be fair, like John Wick or or whatever, yeah, I mean like he could probably do it by himself. He didn't need anybody else. Pretty much fucking does do it by himself. But uh, so they send them in and they're basically like, hey, we sent some people in. They got it all in this truck. They lost it. Here's the coordinates to the truck. Go in there, drive the truck to the dock, in and out. Boom. Everybody walks away with like $2.5 million. You can start a new life. It's enough to like get out of refugee status. You know, you're set. Yeah. So brother-in-law trip, Junsuk, into going because, hey, you killed my wife and my son. Please do this. It was a sensible decision. I agree with it. So they go in. June looks like fuck it. I got a fucking death wish because I don't give a fuck about nothing anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go in there. They fucking find the truck somehow. I don't know how they did. And yeah, I don't know how the fuck they. There's like it's like this powerless, in ruins, dilapidated escape from New York esque Walking Dead destruction city. Find this fucking truck, and then as soon as they're about to get out, fucking ambushed by these fucking jabronis jabronis who have are these i guess the they explain them as though they're remnants of some soldiers yeah like they're uh they, they were the military in that city and they're now just a, a nutso militia because nobody saved them and they were using straight out of land of the dead like fireworks and bullshit to like trigger these zombies and affect these zombies because it's nighttime the zombies can't see as it was established and trained to boost on them and to go through the tunnels which is a tense scene which never happened in this fucking movie because this movie's not a good movie and <laughs> Using like flares to attract the zombies and like light up the night, and you know, and 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 light up the night, and then uh, night witch, so they're ambushed by this militia, they kill the most useless characters that we don't even care about, anyways, right away, right away, get these fuckers out of the way, Junsuk. Flies through a fucking windshield, but he's okay. And he's got to, like, punch out some zombies and, you know, survive. And then his brother gets locked in the back of the truck with the money. The truck is stolen by the scavenger group of this, you know, ex-military now praise party militia, land of the dead style bullshit. Party! They got to go out and get food and supplies and shit for their, like, little Babylon shelter thing that's in all the fucking Walking Deads and the zombie land. Like, all the zombie post-apocalyptical movies. Pop a look at movies where they got the safe haven type shit. They're off and gone. Junsuk's alone in the streets at night with these zombies attacking them. And he gets bailed out by, get this, some children <laughs> driving erratically in an SUV. And they're kind of like the best part of this movie. Those kids are cute. Yeah. These two girls who kind of like save him, put him in the car, and then like outrun all these zombies and do all these like fucking crazy, like, you know, new world, post world techniques of fooling these zombies and getting away and driving through these broken down riddled with cars 
crazy broken streets that are all just like falling to shit, but are just like conveniently have a path that you can drive through really, really fast. When the kids picked them up, they, they had an homage to the Terminator. Like the girl was like, get in if you want to live. Yeah. I thought that was and then funny. And then it completely went into Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Very quickly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're fucking seven. How do you drive like that? Yeah. And also the CGI in those car chase scenes. Oh, God. Some of like the gnarliest, grittiest, like cheapest CGI. All driving scenes, and there's a lot of them in this movie, and all exterior scenes are all fucking just CGI'd up ass. Like, all the zombies are pretty much CGI. And the CGI zombies don't match up with the real zombies that they show. Like, the CGI zombies look like, are like tiny and skinny and tattered. They look like that Dead Nation video game, if anybody's ever played that. Nope. nope. They're like these like scrawny little like skeletal zombies, you know, like look literally look like cartoons. But then if they have like a co- close up, then it's like these like freshly dead, super pissed, snarling, doing ninja flip fucking zombies. Yeah. And so he's all passed out and hurt and they take him home. Now we got these two camps. June Suk's brother-in-law is in this, this crazy militia where we realize that it's ruled by this was the captain. He's a sergeant. But this like suicidal, like, you know, man in charge. Yeah, I don't know what his fucking deal was. Yeah, he was kind of a, a like, it waste was a of weird, a character. It was a weird character. He had lost it. Like, I guess at one point he was their captain. Oh. Yeah, they go, captain. Like, yeah, he was the captain and like he's in charge, but he's just kind of like every day's the same where it's just like, okay, you go out and get shit and blah blah blah. Yeah, he's totally giving up hope and he's completely fucked in the head now. Yeah. Did not, there's no consistency. This movie is just fucking slapdash. <laughs> Did they use noises to like herd around zombies in like Land of the Dead or anything like that? I mean, they use fireworks. They use well, know, fireworks. But, 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 the, well, because this, in this movie, they use speakers. Like, you know, they, they like turn on speakers when they wanted to like lure zombies to them. And then like they would like just bounce around like who's playing the music or, or sounds or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was pretty I'm not sure. Clever. I mean, I know they use something similar in like Fear the Walking Dead. Like they haven't fallen. Yeah, but it's. I know I've seen it before. I've yeah. seen it. Ah, it's been done. Like, and I, Simpsons did it. I haven't seen Land of the Dead Simpsons in a long time, did. and I don't <laughs> ever want to see it again. Well, fair enough. The militia's. It's it's run by this captain who's kind of just like out of it and just kind of like rules from afar. And but it's really ruled by the head of like the scavenger group, who's like this ruthless killing guy who goes out and gets shit. He's in he's a in charge of these games where they like get survivors and then like make them fight zombies in this like arena and this like I guess it was like a mall, Thunderdome Mall. Yeah, Thunder Mall. Thunder Mall. And then Junsuk is with these girls, and he realizes that they got a family and they're nice. And then like and the mom's a babe, and it's like a whole. T- turns out the babe mom is the same mom that had the baby on the street four years ago, and that baby that he said fuck your baby is the fucking kid that saved his life wow let that sink in and now I've, no! he feels all fucking guilty about it and at that flashbacks and it's almost like a good plot device to get him to do it yeah, yeah. it is it is the only oh, thing that man. would make him do it is it convenient uh, i don't know I don't know. It's 100% convenient. Yes. This movie, (laughs) I will say, like, there's a lot of negatives about this movie. Like, it's so cliche. It it does, like, everything that, like, ridiculous, like, over-the-top action movies do where everything is so convenient. Like, the stakes are always so high and everything always works out. The most ridiculous things just end up working out with little conflict. Well, basically, that's your whole setup of the movie is like Jun Suk tells his mom and her nice kids and their crazy grandfather that there's $20 million and his brother over here. She's like, oh, I know where that is. And he's like, well, if we get that, we can get up the island. And like, that sounds cool. Let's fucking do that. 
Meanwhile, some of the people at the mean militia camp kind of catch wind of this 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 money and like a satellite phone to call like the boat to pick them up and they're like well we could get out of here too so then basically hijinks ensue when Junsuk has to go rescue the money and his brother and then is at odds with these other people and then it's a literal race to the end where they got to go through a, a zombie infested broke down as fuck fucking Detroit looking peninsula to find this boat and get the money there and survive all the zombies and not everybody survives and the hijinks is doing that's your that's your movie and guess guess what happens at the end you gonna spoil it for me i'm gonna spoil it. the longest sappiest fucking 15 minute scene of where they're getting rescued and the mom is like, go on, take my babies. And Jinxun's like, okay. And then like they get rescued by the UN and then they're like, no. And then the UN lady goes, it was a sensible decision. Nothing happened. Then he's like, trigger from when I made a sensible decision. No, this cannot stand. I must rescue her. Like I failed to rescue my sister. In earlier in the movie, she was like, hey, you have to promise me something. Do me, You have to do me a favor later on. Like, she knew that she was going to have to kill herself and she was going to get trapped in the zo- like in, by zombies in a car. That doesn't make any logical sense. That's an easy setup plot device. But also, it's convenient and cheesy because, like, obviously the mom is sacrificing herself for her kids, yada, yada, which would have been a better ending, like a more tear-jerky, like, ending. Then him saving her, that is... So fucking corny. There's no reason he could have saved her like fucking 10 minutes. So we'd have to like witness this fucking slow-mo, just atrocity of a fucking scene with the worst music. Everybody's moving slow-mo. She's like, no, nah. I was like, you just fucking run, lady. You just fucking run and you They could have cut 10 minutes. Go get her. Honestly, if they, if they would have cut 10 minutes on this movie, I'd, I'd score it even like higher. Like if they, if they cut out that last scene, really the twist enough that somehow like the old man was right. You know, and like the old man did call, you know, and get get them rescued or whatever. That that, that would have been enough, you know, for an. Yeah, end. there was this like comedic bit where the old guy was talking on this broken radio, and he kept saying like, "There's this like soldier lady who could like rescue him," and everybody's like, "Yeah, yeah, you're crazy." And then it turns out at the end, he was right. He was talking to this, this fucking. Uh, okay, okay, <laughs> he saved us. He's dead now, but he saved us with his craziness because he wasn't crazy. Like this, you know, fuck this movie, dude. <laughs> I get you. The the ending was a whole, uh, the whole escape from New York thing of just like, you know, they got to get the briefcase. This dude's got the briefcase. And then like, what's, uh, what's, what's, what's Shaft's name in in fucking escape from New York? Shaft, I think. (laughs) No, the, the Duke. Yeah, it was the Duke. Yeah, because like Snake Plissken's got to get the fucking president, and then Duke's got the president, and they just need, oh, you don't need the fucking president, you just need what's on his arm. So the Duke's like, I'm gonna get out of New York with this fucking thing. It was the same fucking thing, and this whole like fight over this truck of money in order to get off the island, and changing hands so many times that even the people that were gonna get him off the island didn't know who the fuck was coming and going. And then like there's this whole like big thing with this truck full of money and all these like little tiny junker cars turned into, you know, like road warrior cars that are trying to like <laughs> pack this truck kind of like a you know, Fury Road. And it was just it was a mess, dude. It's fucking this movie spanned like Three Mad Max movies and two Escape from New York, Escape from L.A. movies. I mean, it was a junkyard movie just put together out of scraps of other shit, and it was just awful. The zombies were barely in it. The fact that they attached Train to Busan is a huge fucking slap in the face. Well, and I think they did that to kind of make it clear, like, okay, 
this is not going to be a train to Busan 2 technically because it's not the same vibe. It's not the same movie in really any way. It simply takes place in the same universe and nothing more. This is literally just an action movie. This is a, a zombie action post-apocalyptic whatever movie in the same world. And I wonder if the director is going to do the same fucking thing, try different genres of movies set in this world. I'd recommend that. Nope. nope don't do that. I, I would say no. Please do not. He's like, I'm working on this, like, you know, family friendly version. The <laughs> zombies are, you know. This rom com. Yeah. He just rips off Fido and Shaun of the Dead. Fucking seriously. But, I mean, yeah, this movie had a lot of negative stuff. Like, a lot of it. it and a lot of, the, like, the emotional setups that the first one had, like, they, it, it worked out because bad shit actually kept happening. There were tragic things that happened in this movie. Like, oh, okay, the brother, like, spoiler alert, you know, dies in the end. Going through all that, like, torture of, like, being zombie bait in the fucking Thunderdome. Like, the brother-in-law still dies, tragically trying to save the main character here. That was so useless. It was so useless. And, and it was, I mean, fuck, man. Train to Busan used emotions very well, and it paid off. In this movie, it, it was like, that was the only piece that they were trying to make, you know, really connect to the first movie. And it just, it, it felt cheap. It cheapened everything that they set up. Whenever anything happened, it was... I didn't care about any of these fucking yeah. characters. I really didn't either other than the kids the kids are cool the kids are the best part of this movie but they were so fucking cute and wacky that they almost didn't belong in it well the ending when she's just like what does he say oh you're gonna get a new life and he's like there was nothing wrong with my old life or whatever the fuck yeah yeah you were almost eaten by zombies like 20 times today she was okay with the zombies because she had love oh yeah she didn't know anything else like, like fuck that oh the, okay here's oh my god here's something i just remembered one of my biggest fucking gripes like if you go back and watch this movie like the entire movie is filtered with i don't know what that what it's actually called but in instagram there's that perpetua filter where like the top of the screen is all blue and the bottom of the screen is like warm colors the entire movie is filtered with that i never know it's like it fucking bugged the fuck out of me because it was super saturated and super fucking blatant that it was just that filter where everything the top half of the screen is blue and everything at the bottom half is like a brownie greeny and it was just fucking pissing me off i was like dude that is just like this is just someone just fucking made this shit on their laptop (laughs) it does kind of look like that it honestly it really does it's blatant that it hit me real hard there's a like this exterior shot of this building in this in this like weird militia compound, and there it was. And I was like, "There's no reason for that to look like that." And then I cut to the next scene, and it was like the same filter and at the same scale, and, uh, and something else. I was like, "Dude, they just filtered the fuck out of this shit." Yeah, filter fisk. They filter fisted it, is what they did. Yeah, I was just so done with this movie. I this movie and this movie is like two hours, an hour longer than it should be. This should be a fucking. If it was an hour and twenty five minutes, minutes, yeah. If it was a ninety minute movie, I. I think that they could have made it to where like it was really solid like it just no all, all killer no filler <sighs> this movie's dense like it's like you have to pay attention to all of it yeah you know yeah. And, and and which it demands your attention which is not a good thing because a lot of it is just like all of it's important 
to the story, which is not a good thing. I don't know. Oh, yeah. There's so many little details. So many scenes and so many stuff because there's so many characters that we're eventually introduced to and they all have their own fucking thing going. I guess that's the only positive thing that I could talk about. That. Yeah, the character depth. At the same time, it's it, they, it follows all their fucking... There's no character arcs. There's only just like they all have their own like little bullshit motivations or quirks that they want to put on screen. So they're like it kind of drags out the movie just trying to like fill into this whole ensemble. But at the same time, it's a, it, it's kind of an exhausting movie. It's so exhausting. I fucking had I don't typically do this, but like I had to stop and then just like I guess I'm gonna go get fucking lunch. I'm gonna get a soda pop. Yeah, I went to go get fucking lunch and then I came back and I was like, I, I gotta uh, fucking finish this movie. Yeah, and I was, I was so pissed watching this fucking movie. I know. Big swing and a miss. Yeah, this is a very kind of insult to the legacy that was Train to Busan. Which was, you know, that kind of Train to Busan was kind of it was like a Snowpiercer with zombies, kind of like a horizontal version of the raid with zombies. I mean, it wasn't as actiony as those movies, but it kind of had that element. So I could see where you know it's like you're gonna make a second one, you're just gonna go all balls out. But I mean, it was Train to Busan was kind of like fresh and refreshing and heartfelt, and it was just something new. And had a lot of like cool new things to introduce to, uh, you know, the oversaturation of zombies. And this just kind of, this is just fucking weak. This is a weak effort of just like throwing some fucking zombies. It felt like it was like Walking Dead mixed with Fast and the Furious mixed with fucking Mad Max mixed with fucking that video game Dead Nation mixed Dude, with it's, Resident it's Evil. Fucking Escape from New York like John Carpenter should fucking sue. <laughs> yeah. The only reason he won't sue is because he doesn't want to be associated with that in the press. Yeah. Well, didn't he sue fucking that one movie? Rob Zombie's Halloween? No. No, he sued another movie for ripping off Escape from New York. Lockout. Early 2000s movie. Luke Busson's movie. He won a plagiarism lawsuit against him. Damn. Never heard of it. It was really popular back then. but There's a reason. I mean, oh, they totally ripped off Escape from L.A. with the games. Yeah. They had that same game in um, Land of the Dead. They have that game in everything. It's fucking Thunderdome. It's fucking everything. Running Man, yeah, it's it's everything. But yeah, this is definitely like a big Land of the Dead ripoff too. And Land of the Dead is not anything that you want to rip off ever. <laughs> um, I, I will say this. I If you separate it from Train to Busan, I do think that it is an entertaining movie, personally. And I know, I mean, it is a big hodgepodge. It is a big ripoff. It is like very predictable. But I mean, like overall, it's it's fun. To me, I thought it was pretty fun. It kind of was. I mean, it was entertaining to watch. I definitely, I watched it a second time. Usually for me, action movies, that kind of gives, is like a test for me. If I can sit through it a second time and enjoy it, then, you know, it's a good movie. Or it's a good action movie. And I couldn't do it with this one. It lost my interest several times throughout the movie. Mm, okay. It, you know, up to my test, basically, it doesn't stand up as a good action movie either. Okay. All right, fair. I mean, that's all really like we could probably wrap this part up pretty quick because like really there's not too much else to say about it. Like it's not a horror movie. It's literally like, if anything, an action slash post-apocalyptic thriller. It's pretty much just an action movie, though, when it comes down to it. I personally did enjoy this movie. It is not a good movie, I wouldn't say, but I did enjoy it. And uh, I'm kind of conflicted on whether it's a to do or a taint because I wouldn't watch it again. I would. I probably won't watch it again because it, it, it does drag. It it is a lot. It is a big undertaking to watch. I'll probably do this. 
I'll probably give it a conditional to do. If you want another train to boost on, you're not going to get it. I would say it's a taint. This ain't it's this. This ain't it's this. If you are looking for something that is set in the train to Busan world, and you're really just looking for something like an action movie, like horror adjacent, but also kind of like actiony, then yeah, I, I would say you might enjoy it. But that's what I'll say. I'll give it a to do if that's what you're looking for. If you're looking for a train to Busan two, it's not here. I will have to give it a to don't. Okay. It failed as a horror movie. It gives you the appearance of a horror movie, which it's not. And in that, it's an action movie, you know, like it's an action barely thriller. And even there, it just fails. It's not there. I mean, this is a movie that you can watch as a time killer. I mean, it feels like a movie you have to watch that you're supposed to watch, but it's still not very good. And I think this is a movie that's going to be easily forgotten. Yeah, I'm going to give it a a tank for this shit because it's... Either horror movie or action movie. I mean, whichever one you want to call it, it shouldn't be this fucking tedious and boring. There's no reason for this movie to exist. Yeah. They had to, like, bump up the violence or action, at least. They We needed more zombies. We needed the best, but one of the best parts of Train to Busan. Give me the zombies. It's like it, it couldn't decide what it wanted to be, and it didn't give us enough of either. Either. There was, like, five different things that it was trying to be. <laughs> Yeah, man, this shit is 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 like I wanted to like it so much, so much more than I did. But I mean, I will say it was for me being an ADD. It is just fucking like crazy enough to work. Like, honestly, I was waiting for martial arts stuff to break out. Yeah, we well, did fucking fist fight those fucking zombies at the beginning. That is true. Mm-hmm. And then the two guys that came into his room. Yeah, that is also true. Yeah. But I guess because of that, I was like waiting for like him to have like a big martial arts showdown with the bad guys. And you're and like, like, yes, yes. yeah, <laughs> that would have been fucking dope. That would have been fucking it's terrible. It's movies. Yeah. Always. So almost a try taint. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say like for horror. Yeah, it's a taint. Say for everything. I can see people really liking this movie, though. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but I mean, I know it's not good. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Because like, it's, it's going to hit Shutter what, 2021, so here in a couple months. So you guys can watch it's on it. on Hoopla right now, if you've got Hoopla. Mm. We'll see what happens when, like... I, I bought it for 10 bucks on Amazon. When it hits a wider audience yeah. and a wider selection of horror fans. Got a good rating on IMDb, which I don't understand. Really? I rate, like I saw. I thought it was rated like a 5. I could have swore it was like a 7. Oh, let, me, let me gaggle it right here. Let me gaggle. <laughs> it has a... 5.4. Oh, so it's dropped. Okay, good. Yeah, it has dropped. At one point, it was like a 7 point some bullshit, and I was like, damn. But I can, I can see if you watch it back in June, and there's no movies coming out, and like you're, the pandemic just started. Like, the people that saw it, I could be I could see them being like, this is the best movie I've ever seen in my life, because they're so bored. It's got a 52 on Rotten Tomatoes. Kind of a fair score. The look of it, and like the production, seemed like it was pretty high. But it, it, it does it not appear to be so. <laughs> but it didn't work. Other than like the shitty computer stuff where they put that fucking Perpetua filter on there and the fact that, you know, it's cartoon highways with cartoon zombies. But like, just like the regular shot scenes, I mean, they were fucking shot pretty well. Yeah. There's fucking shit, fucking shit. Fucking shit, fucking shit. Fucking shit, shit, shit fuck. Shit, fuck. Shit. Shit, fucking! I'd rather fuck shit than watch this movie. <laughs> like a pile of fucking shit. Oh my god! Let's move on before we just fucking start talking in circles about shit. Fuck some shit. 
You motherfuckers like creepy stories? Damn, that was quick. <laughs> Where the fuck did that go? He just took a hit of the vape and he just mm-hmm. like, yeah. waiting for the light to come on. This is fucking professional. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for a creepy story. Yes, if that was your question. Okay, I'm about lukewarm. About <laughs> lukewarm. Warm me up, baby. We'll segue here into catfishes, creepy tales. Today I'm going to give you a short story called I Hate It When My Brother Charlie Has to Go Away. I hate it when my brother Charlie has to go away. My parents constantly try to explain to me how sick he is, that I am lucky for having a brain where all the chemicals flow properly to their destinations like undammed rivers. When I complain about how bored I am without a little brother to play with, They try to make me feel bad by pointing out that his boredom likely far surpasses mine, considering his confined to a dark room in an institution. I always beg for them to give him one last chance. Of course, they did at first. Charlie has been back home several times, each shorter in duration than the last. Every time without fail, it all starts again. The neighborhood cats with gouged out eyes showing up in his toy chest. My dad's razors found dropped on the baby slide in the park across the street. Mom's vitamins replaced by bits of dishwasher tablets. My parents are hesitant now, using last chances sparingly. They say his disorder makes him charming, makes it easy for him to fake normalcy and to trick the doctors who care for him into thinking he is ready for rehabilitation. Yet I will just have to put up with my boredom if it means staying safe from him. I hate it when Charlie has to go away. It makes me have to pretend to be good until he is back. Ooh, creepy! (laughs) (laughs) So, when you uh, told me which story you were doing, when I read that, you know, when you're reading through it the first time, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I know where this was going. And then you're like, whoa, God, at the end, you know. Yeah. And uh, That motherfucker. Yeah, but hearing it again now, especially, like, already knowing the twist there, it's pretty interesting to, like, think about, like, him doing that and going through those processes. Yeah. That's I, yeah, yeah, and just to give credit, I, I found this on Reddit. Someone told me about this story, you know, kind of creepy and funny at the same time. It doesn't show on Reddit who wrote it, but on another website, it says by someone named L Circle. So whoever that was, thank you. That was a pretty cool story. For sure. So I really like this story because it, it kind of made me think of other situations like that. Or, you know, this guy is a fucking psychopath, puts it all on his brother and then pretends to be the normal one. And then it hit me. Blood rage. God damn it. (laughs) So instead of going into a deep dive on this story, because there isn't too much story, I figured, hey, let's talk about blood rage. And it's a good opportunity for us to give people something to watch on Tubi. So you can watch this movie for free. It's also on Shudder and Amazon Prime. Classic 80s slasher movie. So if you are into slashers, I definitely recommend this. If you are not, then you might not like it as much. Oh, we'll talk. (laughs) So all the boys have seen it. So let's talk about it. 
in Blood Rage, uh, it starts off with two twin brothers, Terry and Todd. Terry and Todd. Rod and Todd from The Simpsons. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Terry and Todd, and their mother takes them to a drive-in theater uh, with her boyfriend. And the kids are kind of in the back. And while the mom is over there making out with the boyfriend, the two brothers kind of sneak off. And you get one of the twins start spying on this, you know, teenage couple having sex. And, you know, the guy catches them and he's like, get the hell away from us, you little creep. And the little bastard pulls out, a, finds a hatchet. Where did he find that hatchet? Back Literally, yeah, back of a truck. Oh, yeah, in the back of a truck, he grabs a hatchet, decides to go back, taps on the guy, and then starts hatcheting the fuck out of this dude's face, which was a fucking gnarly gore scene. Honestly, like, the first few minutes of this movie, the first, like, ten minutes were pretty fucking tight. Like, yeah, like and it's it. just going at it with the hatchet. And then his twin brother kind of goes catatonic catatonic and just like loses it. And he's just frozen after seeing his brother just hatch this guy up. Big commotion. And the cunning little bastard turns around, gives the hatchet to his catatonic brother, smears blood on his face. And as soon as everybody starts gathering, (laughs) Todd went crazy and killed that guy. I don't know what happened. Yeah. And he gets taken away. Now, several years later, we're on Thanksgiving Day. The perfect movie for you to watch on Thanksgiving. And they get the phone call that Todd has escaped. And I jinx too. Yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> Something that confused me about it is like, ah, at the very beginning when he blamed it on Todd, because uh, I was thinking about it at the time, I'm like certain that somebody was like looking directly at both Terry and Todd and Terry was holding the fucking axe and all that. And I, I swear there was like a girl in the front of the car and saw Terry wipe the fucking blood on Todd's face and give him the fucking hatchet. Like Somebody comes up like immediately as he's like pulling away from Todd. Oh, so like okay. Right at the exact moment that he's like pulling away from smearing the blood on him, someone shows up. To, let's be fair. Like this is the kind of movie where if there was a group of people that all saw this, the movie would not address that in the slightest. This movie is... Is, is what? Blocky. Is a schlocky fucking like B movie. I mean, it's there's a lot of things that don't make sense in the movie. Even if there was like a group of people that saw this one kid do all the murder and then blame it on this other kid, they wouldn't cut around that or address it in the plot at all. This movie is a hard mess. <laughs> like this movie, this is a B movie. Like they're probably everybody would have seen that murder and seen that kid get framed, but at the same time, the movie wouldn't address that because this movie is the thing. I really enjoyed the whole storyline. And this is a movie that can be remade with that same storyline and be made like completely serious and be a whole lot better. But for an 80s slasher B movie, I mean, this has everything that you want in a cult classic. Uh, This movie, like the acting is fucking terrible. The whole plot of this, like one brother is crazy and a murderer and the one brother, you know, witnesses it and he's framed and he's like put away and like that's barely in it. The acting is terrible. The like the whole plot is just kind of like real flimsy. Just to give a little bit more to people about the plot. So when the brothers had a breakthrough, the doctor tells the mother like he went catatonic after seeing the other brother do it. And the other brother is the one who is the murderer. And the mom is like, nope, I don't believe it. That's my baby. He's the good one. The bad one is the one you have. And she refuses to believe it. 
So he ends up escaping and his escaping kind of triggered his homicidal rage again. And now the actual brother who is a psychopath starts going on a murder spree, killing off, you know, all his friends. There's a badass scene where he goes after his mom's boyfriend and just hacks the fucking hand that's holding a beer <laughs> right off of him. I don't know if it's his escaping that makes him go crazy or if it's just like because because he kills the person at the drive and having sex. And then he sees his mom kind of like making out with her boyfriend and then like she announced that he gets engaged and it kind of like triggers him. So it's like, well, like I, adult. it does. But it's never really explained is the whole point. Like this all this movie gives you everything like they hinted at it. Like right before he goes out, the doctor is like speaking and she's like, and yeah. In the one voiceover. In the yeah. Film. He's like, we don't know what's going to trigger him to do it all over again. And then that's when the, you get the phone call. Oh, his brother escaped. And his mom is like, yeah, don't tell anybody, you know, just sit back at the dinner table and act like nothing happened. And the first thing he says, my fucking crazy brother escaped. And it's like he saw his fucking opportunity to start killing again. It, yeah. it's, I mean, it's all flimsy, but at the same time, like this is like a, a decent slasher. Yeah, that's what it's, sucks about it is because it's like crazy bloody uh, for being 1987. This is like bloodier than any Friday the 13th film ever. Well, and not only bloody, but like the fact that the gore looks good. The special effects were fucking awesome. Yeah, special movie. effects are fucking awesome for 1980s. Like this movie. Like I can't say anything bad about the special effects. Not a goddamn thing. It, it's like on fucking a game. And, and everything else was just complete dog shit. It had its moments, dude. Okay, like, it did. They seem to be the opposite moments that, that you like that I like. <laughs> yeah. The scene that had me like fucking in tears was when Terry had just killed the guy that is his girlfriend's friend and is obviously in love with his girlfriend. Yeah. He just finishes killing him and he like, you know, is walking through this little trail through the woods to go back to the apartment complex or whatever and runs into his girlfriend and he's just like, oh, yeah, he's dead. And he's holding a fucking machete. And he's like, okay, come on, let's go. And then he like walks and then immediately turns around and fucking swings at her with the machete. And it was just like so weird. And the timing was so fucking off. And then like the music started queuing up to where he was just like, uh, you know, come on, I love you. You know, and, yeah, like, uh, come on. Whack. It's like swipe. <laughs> like this movie, is, is, if it wasn't directed so horribly and acting wasn't whole, it was fucking atrocious. It's offensive. Like, I'm the offended. only time the acting was decent was when he was playing Todd and he was like the mentally ill brother, the traumatized brother. Are you telling me that's the same guy? That's yeah. the same guy. Okay, then the guy's a good actor. Yeah, the guy that's playing, the guy played, the same guy played both parts. I literally, they looked like completely different people. Yeah, and the disheveled, crazy looking brother, like I thought he played his character pretty believingly. I I agree. Nice to that little girl and stuff. Yeah, like he's just like, uh, I've never kissed a girl before. (laughs) Dude, but as a slasher, like just being set in this apartment complex on a holiday. So like people are going to be stuck indoors. You're not going to have like a lot of witnesses and stuff. So, I mean, that's like a believable kind of thing where you can just go from apartment to apartment and you can go on the grounds and they said they have like woods and it has pretty much like everything the gore is so good for being what it is and the the low budget stupid fucking movie that it is i mean the fucking doctor is bisected 
Oh yeah, that was fucking oh. fucking gnarly. And then the 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 mom's the uh, first of all the mother who that is actress, the best thing. Wow, she looks foul, dude. She looks like <laughs> like yellow fucking gangly teeth. She's got her like old lady boobs like pushed. I was gonna neck. say you have to mention the dress that she's wearing. You it's have like, to mention the mother several times. She's like all haggard, and then she's got her tits just smashed together, and she's like not a chesty woman. <laughs> yeah, she's you've been on a lot of stuff if you fucking yeah. be here a fucking like 50 year old career but this movie is is like a savant i mean it's so stupid nobody can act they just kind of breeze through all this exposition they just don't fucking care they just get to the murder and you can't fault them for that because that's where this movie shines it's got a great setup it's got a great location the gore is amazing the mom's boyfriend when his fucking head splits open it's full of like cream cheese that's fucking (laughs) i can't believe like that was in a fucking movie and they let that shit pass when you can't see that was beautiful it was great in 1987, Jason couldn't fucking hit a fucking sleeping bag against a tree more than once. But then you got this fucking BS movie where you can have this dude's brain goo out of his head and, and it looked fucking tight. It looked better than gore. Dude, I, I don't know. I'm offended that this movie has like such good gore and nothing else going for it except for the funny scenes. Which, by the way, speaking of the mother, whenever she's calling the operator and trying to get to her boyfriend or whatever, and they start playing that really, like, fucking, like, tense music that's supposed to be funny, I was very unsettled. Like, I felt, like I, was, I thought I was losing it for a second. Like, because I was... Was it supposed to be funny, though? I don't know. I don't think it was supposed to. I think these people were trying their best to make a horror movie, and this is what came, it came out of. This is, no, yeah, but this she's but she's yeah. just like, don't you understand? This is important or whatever. Like, she, <laughs> what did she say? Oh my god, she was like, this is a real emergency. Don't you know this is an emergency? And like, just man. It's like they didn't touch on it, that it seemed like she was just trying to have this perfect life. She had the perfect son. She was finally getting married, and she refuses to believe that her perfect little baby is a killer. And she refuses to believe that the one that is locked up is the innocent one. Even towards the end, she's like confused as to which one is which. Mm-hmm. And she's holding the son and it's like, oh, don't worry. Todd is dead. And then like the son like looks at her. And it's like, I'm, I'm Todd. Like I'm, I'm even Todd. after, yeah, even after everything is over, like she still refused to believe that the one that she ended up raising was the crazy killer. Mm-hmm. The mom was like manic in her own right, like, <laughs> but her act trying to act like, I mean, it's no wonder she had like a crazy murder for a kid because she's, I think she has her own issues. <laughs> But uh, very much so. Yeah, the dude. Actress just trying to purvey that was was it fucking just coming off comical. There's a fucking scene when she's on the phone where she gets her wrong number and is like freaking out. And dude's like, oh, I got the wrong number. She's like, oh, okay. And I'm just like, why would you leave that in? Why was no, that? Dude, no, that's the okay. whole thing. She got her boyfriend, she, right? That's what I'm saying. She got she kept calling the fucking wrong number several times. And, she, and then they were like, man, that number is no longer in service. Are them numbers in service? She was like, she was having a complete fucking breakdown as well. Yeah, but you yeah. can convince that like in, as far as like making a movie i mean like better yeah instead of like <laughs> cutting back to her and then it's like you have the wrong number ma'am and she's like okay i don't know that's my favorite part of the entire movie that shit was fucking uh that's not cranberry sauce that's not cranberry sauce he said that like 80 times it's in the his favorite movie. joke yeah <laughs> like and that's the thing like if he would have said it once it would be the it's garbage day thing then yeah. but it, since he said it 700 times it's like shut the fuck up 
when he played Todd and he was all like traumatized and sheltered and kind of like crazy and weird out there and basically meek, like that was, you know, believable. And he's also kind of believable as it's like bad acting, guy. but like as Terry, and we're just going to like, just for everybody at home, the bar is like super low that we're talking right now as far as acting. Oh yeah, we're talking about zero. Really low. Like the best actor in this movie, he's a shit actor. But the way he was playing it, where, where he's kind of just like aloof and then like he's having fun with the whole thing, but it's almost like he's really disconnected from it. And he's just like this like kind of like swarmy guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think that was like believable. I was like, that's who the, the killer would be. It would be this like kind of like charming under wraps kind of dude. And, you know, then he's like murdering people and he's just like having fun with it and is just kind of like slightly disconnected and like compartmentalized and, you know. I'm sure that movie wasn't really thinking that in depth, but that's actually kind of on point. And again, the bar is so low as far as that point. Yeah. I mean, I get it. You know, after like two or three kills, he's already like a kid in a candy store now. And he's like, I'm going to fucking get all this murderous fucking rage that I have inside me out. And I'm going to have fun with it because I'm going to blame it on that crazy fucker again. All this blood rage. It, it wasn't like it, I was enraged by this movie because <laughs> it was so bad, but it's, it was at the same time like so smart. The, like the gore and the kills were good. The setup was so good. But then at the same, like they'd have when they're on that like little bridge thing and they found that little like kill stash of like weapons, yeah. which is something that you know exists in all these other fucking slashes, but you never see. And he's like, what the fuck is this? And and, and like Terry's like right there. He's like, oh, I don't know. And then he like kills him, obviously, because that's the whole thing. But just to have like that like around you know because this whole movie is like stuck on this apartment complex which is like 10 acres and so to have like these little stash of like kill weapons is like so smart and it's so awesome to actually like show in a movie where a guy is like going around murdering people in different locations in different ways like that's so smart there's a badass scene where he impels this chick with like the machete and you see the machete like come out of her yeah like it actually moves through her like I, I don't know how they actually did that it's amazing it's this mm-hmm. is like the kills in this are better than like Friday the 13th and all these other 80s movies and that's almost borderline criminal in my opinion yeah it's to have that in this movie to have that in this movie it's like (laughs) blumhouse went back in time and made this movie uh, Blumhouse now doesn't have the effects that. Blood Rage has. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you can't compare that. Yeah. Blumhouse wishes it was Blood Rage. Like, no, but I do agree that if you remade this movie, it's serious. Yeah, and in a more serious tone, even with slight comedic undertones. Like, if they could make the comedy better, if they could amplify the like the funny, goofy shit in there, like this could be. I mean, I agree, a good movie. You can't get away with the the, the gore that they had back then. Like, if you made like uh, if Blumhouse redid this movie and re make blood rage you're cgi well not even cgi but you just you're not gonna have fucking gooey brains hanging out and shit it's gonna be a cgi like split second thing you're not gonna have oh god can you speaking of the brains can we talk about the fucking boyfriend listening to that christian radio the whole time and then it always cut back to his dead body at the desk with that christian radio (laughs) and the christian whatever the dude was saying on the radio kind of like matched what was going on Yeah. yeah that was so convenient and awesome i like that yeah, this movie is ahead of its time and is like a weird anomaly. Again, bad acting, Ter- bad directing. Most everything That's is bad. That's why this movie is a fucking cult classic among cult classics. Yeah. I Yeah, because it's like almost there. Almost like so bad it's good, but it's still really bad. But it's still really good. There's good parts to it, but it's <laughs> overall really bad. It's really bad, but it's so bad that it's good. Like I mean, the, the part I where the mother uh, learns that, that like Terry's the killer and Todd at the 
the beginning where like, you know, Todd claims that Terry did it. We see it happening, but it's all a voiceover and the only voiceover in the movie from the doctor. They fucked up filming that whole thing and like, oh, I didn't get any like coverage of this. Oh, just put a voiceover. Even yeah. though we're not going to come <laughs> back to it. Like it, 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 it so bad. Oh, the best part. She's talking to the mom in the office. And the mom's like going hysterical and she's like, with all of the uh, work I've done, I've learned to call them hysterical patients. And then the mom, like she doesn't even say anything to the mom. The mom just goes, I'm sorry for acting that way. Like, see what I mean? See what I mean? Dude, that whole narration <laughs> sequence, like where, okay, why does that exist? Like, why did she narrate? <laughs> because like you could have, she's having the conversation in the context right there in front of. Yeah. And it's like the mother refuses to believe that the wrong son was convicted. And then the mob goes, I refuse to believe the wrong son was convicted. And another thing that would keep this movie from getting made in its proper form was the amount of gratuitous nudity in this movie. The lack of. No, there's a lot of nudity in this movie. Oh my God. Yeah, we need to be. A lot of it was nudity. just in the beginning. And then no, dude, in the middle. In the pool and the dead body. And then the girl's obviously breathing and her pulse in the sauna when she's supposed to be dead. Like this. And then also that girl taking a shower just like blatantly, like right there. Yeah. Just People take showers, okay? No okay, not with a camera. Well, not, not, we not. We didn't get paid. Only fans. Oh, get the Hello? fuck out of here. <laughs> Hello, is anybody there? This movie is like, in, in in movies, when they talk about slasher movies, and like I guess like when the Christian right talk about slasher movies, talking about where everybody's fucking naked and it's super fucking gory and it's just murder for murder's sake and everything's crazy and it's just tasteless. It's this movie they're talking, <laughs> talking about. This is the yeah. degradation of American society. Yeah, because there's like, you, you know, talk about like Nightmare on Elm Street and all like the fucking mainstream slashers that people watch and, and just like, they're not as bad as this. Like, they don't fucking have this much nudity and this hardcore gore in the 80s. Like, this is like a, almost a fucking anomaly. It's We're going to have lots of nudity, really gory kills, a bunch of one-liners that never hit the mark. <laughs> a whole lot of nonsense. A fucking synth pop fucking soundtrack. God damn it. Um, I was fucking waiting for you to talk about I was this. waiting for you the too, part. Elliot. The best fucking like, part is the fucking soundtrack. Oh my god! It's like it's this not. I would. I might buy a, if a if fucking waxworks put out like a blood rage like vinyl. I I might buy it. You like it? <laughs> the synth, well, because it has like the kick drum. It has like the bass drum going, and then like the is it and like some synth comes in, but it doesn't stay consistent because it's like some bad John Carpenter bullshit. And then there was a we made a <laughs> ripping on this last night in the fucking group. Me, it was like, I want John Carpenter scores. Like, we have John Carpenter score at home, and then it's like Blood Rage score. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, because the John Carpenter ripoff is good because it's got like the beat and it's like it's like Escape from New York style, and then you got the synth coming over, and it's not bad for being an '80s movie. You expect it, but then it's not consistent because you have like other sappy scenes where it has like piano and strings. I'm wondering if they just like pulled stock music from different things since they're so low budget. I don't know. It's like a bad Italian horror movie. Yeah, like I think they might have... Speaking of like low budget, one of the orderlies, like when, whenever uh, Terry like first goes to the like mental 
asylum or whatever, and one of the orderlies outside, he's singing, he's a lunatic, lunatic, to himself, because <laughs> they can't get the rights, and they don't want to get sued over, like, mania. <laughs> but it's just like the timing of the music does not match the scenery. No, yes. I, like, the scene where I was talking about where he turns around and just takes a swipe at his girlfriend, mm. all of a sudden, ramps up. fucking... Yeah, this ramped up synthy fucking 80s song that you would see in one of those 80s aerobic Jane Fonda <laughs> stuff. Like the beat is just like way too poppy and fast to go with this murder scene. And it ramps it's up like so loud out of nowhere. No, no, actually no ramping at all. It's just, it's just jarring and you can't hear the dialogue. Like you can't it was hear like, the Terry's. Why am I amped up right now? And I want to do jumping jacks while this guy kills this girl. You know what? Maybe that's what they want. I don't know. I don't get it. At the end of the film, this is brought to you by like the American Heart Association oh, exercise. <laughs> That's why it took place on the fucking <laughs> all these different locations, and it had Terry walking back and forth to all these fucking apartments. I mean, oh god, that was another thing I love—the fact that you have like this bullshit thing where they're babysitting, and like he's there, and then like this is established like this couple on a date, and they're babysitting, and then he comes back to that apartment, and then he kills them, and then he comes back to that apartment with like the survivor girl, and like she rescues the baby. Like that was so good, just to, like go back to all these fucking different locations yeah and then, i think that and it shit in the fucking pool in, in the pool scene and yeah. you know it's, it's it's way better than it should have been they these flashes of brilliance that pissed me off it's just like fuck dude this is good yeah somebody needs to take that and run with it i, think, I don't think you can like i don't uh, think can, like improved upon it, it, it just exists well, with that like, attitude because you can't remake this movie and keep all the things that you love about it. You can, they're going to remake this movie you can't. and improve on the shit yeah. that you didn't like, and they're going to lose everything good. Yeah, maybe. But I liked when the little girl, like, okay, the, the, the actual girlfriend, terrible actor, just so bad. But whenever she's, like, banging on, on people's... I don't understand. <laughs> what the fuck? I believe that. <laughs> I don't understand. That was my Google Home. No, but but yeah, like when she's knocking on people's doors and she's like, "Little girl, I need I I need help." And the little girl's just like, "No, the man told me not to let you in. I really need help." And she's like, "No, you're going to hurt my kitty." <laughs> yeah, the fact that they established that was amazing. I yeah. was like, I was like, that's too good for this movie. Like, yeah. The fucking scene where Terry's girlfriend just encountered Todd after escaping oh my and god him. and then she like runs out and conveniently the two guy friends you know happen to be pulling up 50 feet away yeah and she fucking hops in the car and the one guy's like i'm gonna go look for him he's right there yeah well the guy that like is her best friend or whatever he's like consoling her and then just like starts kissing on her what are you doing oh, i'm just trying to calm you down Oh, okay. Dude, I could not follow like, the, the relationships. Fuck? I could not follow the relationships in the group. Yeah, it was just, I couldn't like, either. Pairings of guys and girls, and if they were alone, they tried to fuck. And they all looked kind of similar. Yeah, like, they all kind of fucked. Like, that's his girlfriend, but there's this new girl, and then they try to fuck. And then they, Well, they're all home for Thanksgiving, dude. Like, what are you... <laughs> It's like any time a dude, no matter, like, who it is, their character, like, what their character is supposed to be, if they're alone, they try to fuck. Yeah. This movie is... is it's the is, 80s, bro. That's what it was like. Yeah, Apparently. I was there. Eric's like, I was there. I know. That's how I was born. <laughs> well, so I don't know. I, I think we should we should probably like come back to the end here where it's the, the fantastic, perfect scene of I'm Todd. I'm Todd. 
Yeah, I mean, like, it's in the pool scene. The mom comes in. Terry's there try to kill him, these people. She shoots something. He gets crazy Todd. And then, like, comforts real Todd thinking it's he's Terry. Terry. Her perfect little golden boy. Yeah, and it's like, we're safe. And Todd's like, and he's like, I'm Todd, dude. Like, that's yeah. fucking Terry. I've been trying to tell you. And then, like, the, the mom fuck? can't handle it. Todd has a breakdown. He's like, I'm Todd. I'm Todd. And he goes and like starts like putting his head against the wall. He's like, I'm Todd. Then she starts saying, I'm Todd. So but they're both saying, I'm Todd a lot. <laughs> and then like, mom blows your fucking brains out. Like, Which, mom shoots herself with this fucking. That particular shot was great. Yeah, the way they just had it, like the blood just like across the water. Splat. Yeah. And then, like, it has the survivor girl with the baby just shield the baby. It was just like bounce. That was like, a, that, was, <laughs> that was the most realistic thing in the movie where she just saw it and it was like horrified and then just like bailed. Like, this family's fucked. Let's get out of here. Yeah. But yeah. the look on Todd's face, though, when he gets up, he's like, Bitch, I'm Todd. Yeah, no, he was like so like, mad. Yeah, he, he's like, God damn it. <laughs> he just saved this girl and the baby, and the mom's all like, fuck Todd. And he's like, dude, he's I'm like, Todd. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck do I gotta do? Jesus. I, I, okay, here, here's, I was watching the movie, and I, they get like Terry and Todd, which they have, it's played by the same person. So they, when they show them in the same shot, it's like, you know, one shot from behind, and you see the face of the other one, and they have like these horrible wigs. <laughs> when they fall in the pool and they're fighting, and Terry's like drowning Todd before the mother comes in, there is a part of me as like, is this movie so bad that they're going to pull the switcheroo where Terry takes off all his clothes and I was thinking the same thing and yes. switches them and then dresses Todd <laughs> underwater and then redresses himself underwater? And then when they pop up, they're going to do like the thing where like she shoots him and it's like, oh, the bad one's dead. But it's like, is he? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Thank God they didn't do that because that would have been too ridiculous. But I did not put it past this film. Speaking of ridiculous, in that scene. <laughs> The mother shoots him one time and seems like in the stomach. Yeah. And he just like grabs the stomach and he's like looking at her and she's like staring at him again, not going down. So she shoots him in the fucking face and he just grabs his like eye where she shot him in the fucking face. And he's still standing like, oh, fuck, that hurts. The throwback from the 70s. That's how I re- like if you shot somebody in the 70s, they would grab their head, like in all this in the fucking eyeball. Yeah, like he got shot like through the fucking eye. Like there should have been fucking brain matter everywhere. But he's just standing at the edge of the pool holding the side of his face, like ah, that well, hurts. you see that in like Dawn of the Dead, you see that in Westerns, they do that all the time because then you could slap your hand over it where they don't have to have the effects. They have the blood come through the hands, and then people didn't know how to die. That's fine, but him He stood there for like 10 minutes, it felt like, just holding this fucking wound in his head after he just got shot by a fucking, like, bazooka. I don't know what the fuck she was holding. By a bazooka? (laughs) Like a thirty-eight revolver? Yeah, like, what the fuck are you talking about? But yeah, that's just, no, that's how people died back then because they didn't, they didn't know what headshots were until like the nineties. <laughs> no, dude, you, you get shot like that. You go down and he's just like, nope, <laughs> <laughs> I'm crazy. You can see that shit in all those Romero films and stuff like that. Yeah. And like all in the sixties and seventies, they just, they shoot them in the face and then they grab their face and then they kind of like do the, the cowboy stagger and crumple down yeah. but he didn't even do that she had to keep shooting him because yeah. well, they had a pool he's like hey you gotta fall in the pool just she's gonna shoot you you just keep stepping towards the pool because you gotta fall in the pool <laughs> <laughs> he's like you got it dad that's uh, my boy I put my son in my movie <laughs> yeah who directed this anybody know who yeah, some jabroni I don't know I'm going to look it up and gaggle it again. We should probably- what was I saying about it? And he's like, we need somebody to do the score. Uh, my brother plays in a synth pop band. I'm sure he could do it. 
Call him up. Call him up. <laughs> <laughs> Our new synth-pop band, I'm Todd. I'm Todd. <laughs> I thought you said he was good. No, I said he played in a band. I never said he was good. <laughs> <laughs> looks, looks like the director only made two movies. Uh, Scalpel or Blood Rage? Shocking. Oh, really? Scalpel was cool. Like for For the people at home, this is like... A really good movie that exists in like a Mother's Day universe of just schlocky, bad, horrible made films with horrible actors, but it's way better than it should have turned out. Yeah, it was accidentally okay. I stick by my comment that if you like cheesy 80s slasher movies, you have to have seen this and you have to see it multiple times. I, I would recommend watching it on Thanksgiving, yes. with your. Family. Yeah, this needs to go into your rotation if you're an 80s slasher fan. This movie failed up. Yeah. I don't think it's, I, I really still don't like it, but there's things to like about it for sure. It's almost in the exact same vein as uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. It is, no, but a Silent Night. It, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah, make sense at be all. But, but Silent Night, Deadly Night at least had like. <sighs> the one-liners fucking landed. If the one-liners landed in this one, it would work. But like, that's half the thing with these 80s like movies is that they, they have to at least be funny enough to be quotable. But this has got better gore and effects. and Okay, you're not wrong. So it's like the trade-off. That's the quote, though, that's famous for this movie is, that's not cranberry sauce. And like you said, it would have been great if he said it once, but like he said it, and then it's like, ah, that didn't really land. So uh, let's try it again. No, no, one more time, one more time. Okay, now this time do it while you're holding a bloody machete. Let's keep both then, you know? (laughs) That's going to be the tagline, so just fucking keep saying it. Oh, my God. All right. Well, what do you think? Dude, this is a to-do. Fucking hard to-do for me. Hard to-do. Uh, I'd say... Like, this movie is fucking terrible, but it is amazing. I, 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 if you are, cannot handle, like, B-movies, don't watch it. Just do not even do it. I don't care about the gore. It, it was a slog to get through. But if you are a fan of B-movies and you haven't seen it, watch it on Thanksgiving. It works. If you're a fan of slashers, then you're going to love it. And the best part about watching this on Tubi is you get commercials that will give you a break. That actually did help. I won't lie to you. That did help. I, if, I had to, if I had to watch this like without breaks, I, I honestly don't think that I would have liked it as much. But commercials actually do add to the experience, which is stupid. I bought this on Blu-ray last year, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. On like the Arrow release or whatever release it was, like one of the big companies released a Blu-ray of it, and I fucking lost it. It never made it home. Oh, God. Like I bought it at the store, and then it must have fallen out of the car like when I went to get gas or something, and it like never made it home. Somebody got lucky and found themselves. <laughs> <laughs> a schlocky hit. Oh, shit. Walmart's got it on sale right now, $14.99. $14.99? It should be uh, $14. Cents. Not, yeah, it's not on sale. That's uh, too much. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking Blu-ray, bro. Blu-ray? All right. Well, I guess that's about all we got for Blood Rage, but do we even know what we're going to do next week? Nope. nope. I feel like we should have hyped up Thanksgiving more. Really? We started this fucking podcast off with bashing Thanksgiving. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, I guess if you put that at top. <laughs> By the way, we literally did the same thing uh, with Christmas. So I think we're on theme. Okay. All right. But uh, like, I would like to make like a little, like, cause last year I made a Christmas like intro and outro 
I would like to do that for Thanksgiving, but I just don't know what I would put. Like maybe just sound you, effects of like families. No, you fucking put the Blood Rage soundtrack on there. Oh my god! All right, so we'll keep y'all posted. But aside from that, if you have any stories that you would like to submit for Catfish's Creepy Tales. Let us know. Same thing with Dad's Horror Stash. And also, if you have any Tubi recommendations, we're going to start doing that now. Tubi Roulette or some kind of Tubi recommendation. Just let us know at cultofhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to give us a follow on Instagram, we are Cult of Horror Podcast. We are on Facebook, Cult of Horror. We are on YouTube, Cult of Horror. We are on TikTok still somehow, Cult of Horror. And aside from that... uh. I guess if that's it, uh, do we want to say anything Thanksgiving-y as an outro? That ain't cranberry sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Check the cranberry sauce. Oh, my God. I'm Todd. I'm Todd. I'm I'm Todd. Todd. It's like the Spartacus moment of this. Yeah. I'm Todd. (laughs) I'm Todd. I'm Todd. I'm Todd. I'm Todd. I'm Todd. There's another another t-shirt idea for make I am Todd shirts. I'm Todd. I'm writing that down. I'm Todd. Todd. All right. All right. See y'all later. Bye. <laughs> Drink the cranberry sauce, bitches. Happy Thanksgiving. Looks like you're going to get a chance to meet the rest of the family. My psychotic brother just escaped. Sorry.